September 11, 2022. It's live for Pedro Show.
make a change now Just think about Everyone who came before To figure out show happy sunday started off with john coltrane doing my favorite things live at newport and then nina diaz give it all you got and because of those estonian software engineers their skype invention i got nina diaz right here welcome board nina hello thank you for having me back again man yep so tell me about what's been going on music well i just released this new album that i completely engineered and produced it and I pushed all the buttons, and I, I totally just jumped into this new role of a studio engineer, man. And it, it just came out. And it's it's crazy. Like, COVID brought this other side of me of all that downtime. I, I, I feel like I would have eventually gotten to this point, but all that downtime got me there faster, you know? 
what the engineering or the music or both the engineering really because i mean i was kind of writing music already but to just jump into the the chair of the producer engineer i i didn't think that i would have the confidence to do that so fast well how did it happen i was kind of already getting ready to record a second solo album before COVID hit and i went to a studio here in la while i was living here and then when COVID hit you know all my money was gone. A lot of musicians, you know, we got gigs that were canceled. And when I got the uh, unemployment stuff, I actually just decided to just self-invest in like a decent, you know, studio setup. And I had started to do uh, commission cover songs as a way to get some extra cash from fans. And that slowly, like cover songs that I recorded from home using GarageBand. And that was my way of like kind of easing into it until finally I realized, you know what, why don't I just make my record from home? I, I totally have all this technology at my fingertips. I'd be silly not to utilize it. And so you turn one of the rooms that you pad into a studio? Yeah, yeah, because so when I moved back uh, from L.A., I was living here for a minute and then moved back to San Antonio in my parents' house, actually, and right before COVID hit. And it's a nice, spacious house, my parents' house. Like, I kind of have, like, the East Wing and... The space that was usually the practice, you know, rehearsal space, I just built, you know, a miniature kind of studio vibe, put some padding. I got my speakers tuned to the room properly. And then I got a really cool interface, a, a Universal Audio Apollo interface, which is a whole studio within itself. And I YouTube, I YouTubed a bunch of videos. YouTube was like my professor. So I just learned from there and then just remember things that I had done in the past in all the different studios that I had been in. And uh, now you were going to record anyway, so you you had a collection of songs? I had at least, I had at least three to start with, but then once I started to get this confidence in recording myself, it's like it released this other thing that might have been blocked in, in my mind creatively, and all the other songs just kind of flowed in. And I even look, listened to past ideas, because I record... Any little thing that I have, like, uh, even if it's a second of an idea, I record it either on my phone or my tape recorder, because you never know, that can turn into something later. So I would listen to some of those, and because of all those cover songs I did, I did a wide range of songs from, like, Taylor Swift to Led Zeppelin to PJ Harvey. It's like all, it's like I went to college music school, so I was able to dissect a, the formula for what kind of song I wanted to achieve. So when it came to applying that to my own music, it was like so fast when I realized, oh, I just got to snip this here, put that there. And like within one day, I finished six songs as far as the structure and then rounded it out with the bass and the drums. It happened very, very organically and naturally to me because I just got out of my own way. And when you did the cover songs, how were they chosen, the listeners? So yeah, I put it out to my fans on my social media that uh, if, hey, if y'all are interested in me covering a song for y'all, a commission, personalized cover, just for you, I record it from home, send you, uh, email you an MP3, whatever song, I'll give it a try. And so I only expected to do like a handful of them, but to this point now, because I still do it today for like extra cash and stuff, I've done probably like close to like 200 cover songs, like a, a variety of artists. Whoa. In two yeah, years, man. Th two or three years? Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. I've been working, like, sometimes I'm, like, working 72 hours, you know? 
my time schedule is just like, and I'm not mad at myself anymore for not having a certain schedule because it is what it is, right? Like I just listen to my body. If it's like time to sleep, then I sleep. But I'm just constantly just recording or just researching or just trying to better myself as a musician and as an engineer now. And uh, yeah, and producer also, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, the, that's the thing. Like producing was something that I kind of already had done because every Girl in a Coma album and even my first solo record, I would pre-produce the album before I'd go into the actual studio. I'd have all the ideas there and then, of course, leave space for whatever the producer would bring in. But that was already something that was kind of ingrained inside of my brain. But now to know how to push the buttons of what I want to achieve has just opened up so many avenues for me. And what about uh, the instruments and all that? So I'm, I'm grateful that I have a hookup with Fender that I get half off, you know, like on, on basses and guitars. So I just snagged myself a bass um, and I got myself another guitar and I have some amps already at home. Uh, bass kind of came naturally for me to play. I, I feel like sometimes it is natural if you play guitar, you can play bass. But you could definitely tell the difference between somebody that's like a bass player and somebody that's a guitar player playing bass. It's a certain melodic way, I think, that the guitar players will approach the bass, at least from my opinion. And with the technology I have with the drum machine and with synthesizers, all I need is just a, a MIDI keyboard and just to know how to manipulate whatever sound I'm trying to achieve. And there you go. You know, I got it. And then at that time, Jorge was living with me and he plays drums. So the ideas I had for drums, I just explained it to him and he laid it down for me. You mean you would make like a little demo with a drum machine? Yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. I would just do a sketch of a drum beat of this is what I'm thinking. And then when I have him there doing the live things, it of course, it sounds different, right? If it's a drum machine as opposed to an actual live drum. Yeah. So I would just adjust things to fit the vibe. And even with the recording process, you know how usually it's uh, you lay down the drums first and like on top of like the scratch guitar, or scratch bass or scratch vocals. We actually did it in reverse where I laid down the scratch instruments and then the real guitar, real bass, vocals, you know, scratch vocals, because he played to a click track. So I actually wanted him to play to me rather than me play to him. So he went to like towards my energy of the recording and it worked out. You know, that was a different way of recording, but it, it worked out for what I needed to achieve for the album. Yeah, yeah. Well, the click track probably went down first, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I figure that's the thing, too, man. Like, I was able to try out different speeds of the songs before I, I came with, like, some of them were much faster. Some of them were too slow. I was able to take my time having my home studio, because usually when you're in a studio space, right, you have a crunch of time. You're paying for every single minute that you're in there. So here... I was able to not give myself so much where I'm like super lazy about things, but enough to know, okay, you're in charge. Take your time. What speed do you like? And then I'd get that click track. I'd get the, the, the vibe that I wanted. And then I'd lay down the scratch guitar, the scratch bass, scratch vocals. And then I did the real bass, the real guitar. He did the drums. And then I'd lay down the little synths and all that other stuff, all the other little ear candy things. Did you make, demos before that or, or the demos became the song the demos pretty much became the songs 
Yeah, because like I said, I only had maybe about three of three out of all the songs on the album pretty much sketched out and in, in a demo form already. Everything else was kind of like straight. Like one day it's a demo, the next day it's the actual song. Yeah, Joey Warnerker was on the show and he said recording with Pete Townsend. You actually played in the demo. He replaces all the scratch things with the real things. But it's not like people yeah. are listening to a, another take. It is the take. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's why I was really looking forward and excited to making my album from home because I feel like all my demos in the past have captured a certain energy and vibe that and I love my albums that I've made. You know, I think they're 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 cool, but there's something different about those demos that I think it's also because it's just you, right? Because sometimes when you're in the studio, there's the producer, there's maybe there's a manager, whoever else. Like their energy affects the vibe, and it's almost like you're performing to them rather than performing for what the song really needs. And in this case, I was able to get that demo vibe and energy and sprinkle on a little bit of that professional, like rounded out sound that you usually achieve when you're in like a studio studio. But now I'm like, hey, like I have an actual studio. Like it's a functioning, you know, I'm actually going to be recording uh, an artist when I get back to San Antonio. And um, I plan to just keep growing my studio, uh, Beat Girl Productions. That's what I'm calling it. So I can bring in artists to have like a, I love that it's in my mom's house because it has this homey vibe. So it's not so like intimidating. And that's what I want to, I, I want to just bring out the best and natural raw energy from anybody that I record because I know that that's what I did for myself with this album. Right. I want to play uh, All the World's a Stage.
show that chunk of music started off with all the world's a stage Nina Diaz Epalu Tattoo with Suto Toy Toy <laughs> Pardon Some Kevin Inverted Lamb Matt Nelson Thaddeus Brown with Shard Softened by Time Shiver Shiverboard with Make Sense and get away from Nina Diaz. Getaway is also the title. You can't copyright a, t- a song title. Uh, Getaway is also the title of a Flipper song, and I'm going to play with Flipper tonight, in San Diego. And, uh, but tell me about these songs. Tell me about Getaway. 
Getaway is one of the songs that was already uh, written. You know how I mentioned there was just a handful of them that were already written. I wrote that one while I was living here in L.A. And, you know, that's the classic case where you think, oh, I'm going to move somewhere else and that's going to change everything. I'm going to I'm going to feel better about myself. I'm going to feel better about my choices. But really, you can change the scene. But that doesn't always fix everything, especially if it's something mentally. So that's why lyrically in it, I say you, you, you'll never get away. Like you can try to hide, but you'll never get away. Your, your problems are going to follow you wherever you go unless you actually face them uh, and so try to figure mean, out a solution. You mean like get away from yourself? Yeah, man. You can't get yeah, away. Yeah, you get away from yourself. You get away or you try to get away from a person or a place. You know, you can't get away from it. The best way to, to get away from it really is actually to face it. So that's what Getaway, it kind of kicked off this whole idea of healing for this album. Because that's what this whole album follows is something called shadow work. And shadow work is essentially just trauma healing. You know, you heal these things from the past so you can reclaim your power, you can reclaim your strength. And that's what each, each one of these songs follows something that I've dived into myself to figure out whether it's something I like or something that I'm like, oh, my God, that's part of my personality. That's that's what I, I try to be very vulnerable and raw. I think this is actually the most vulnerable and raw album I've made to date, in my opinion. Well, the words, do you write them on demand for the situation or do you have a, a notebook you keep collect? I tend to free flow lyrics as I'm writing. Usually a melody will just pop in my head and I'll pick up my guitar and I just see where it takes me and I'll record myself because I I just do like a subconscious like train of thought. Right. As I'm singing, these words just come out. I listen back to it. There's some things that I like and I fill in the gaps of what I, I didn't feel like fit the vibe with things that I've written in my journals. So I don't start off with like. Here's a set of lyrics. I'm going to write music to it. It's usually a free flow melody guitar. And then I fill in any little, I usually kind of write a chorus hook just naturally when I'm writing, like in free flowing. And then I fill in the gaps with the, with, for the verses and like the bridge or anything like that. For example, at the beginning of the show, give it all you got. The what? The beginning of the show, I played Give It All You Got. Oh, oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one is like my inspirational song and also very much influenced by Michael Hutchins of In Excess. That's what I was trying to get my own version of like, you know, new sensation in, in my own way of, of just diving in. You know, I'm just diving into this new way of uh, as my career, as a musician, and it could be cheesy, you know, give it all you got, you know, but it's true. I know at the end of the day, if I was just, if I was honest, if I gave everything that I had inside of me to whatever the situation is or the performance, then by the end of the day, I'm fulfilled because I know that I really did my best. Yeah. It's, it's good uh, for morale, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And especially focus. now as we're all trying to recover in some sort of way. All the world's a stage. All the world's a stage is about, you know how sometimes you you could get in an argument with somebody or you're trying to explain your point. We all have our own views. We all are the stars of our own play. We we can empathize hopefully with whoever we're talking to and see their side. 
But really, we're like the main characters because it's our life. So all the world's a stage. It's kind of reminding us that, yeah, we do have our own view. And sometimes it can be one sided, but they have their view and they see that they're right. So really, there's no sense in driving yourself crazy and trying to make other people see your side if they don't want to, because they're just so stuck on seeing their own side. I think uh, William Shakespeare or whoever wrote those Yeah, stories. man. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Did a little sprinkle of Shakespeare, you know, but it, I think it's okay. I think yeah, I, well, I, I, I... I think I, what he was trying to say, maybe, or whoever wrote that, uh, there's a connection between art and what's not art. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the all the world's a stage and uh, all of us are merely players. Right. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, because that's what it really is, too, right? You know, we... Well, it's one we, way to look at it, yeah, yeah, perspective, a perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all about communication and connecting because we're... It's just human nature. You know, you want to be seen, you want to be heard, and that's what this whole life is about. It's just a series of connections. So the world's a stage. Give it all you got. Get away. These are really... Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're the spirit of direction yeah you know what i mean definitely not, not passive not just waiting for some nightmare or good stuff whatever it's taking action definitely that's what i feel like i woke up in myself and that's what this album represents is me finally taking action and following through on, on what i said i'm gonna do yeah and so one day you did six of these songs? Yeah, man. Yeah. I had little pieces of ideas, and within a, a day, I had the full arrangements down and the lyrics. So within, like, that week, I had, a, like, the guitars and the bass recorded. Right, right, right. That's it. But not the words. I pretty much had all the words done. Yeah, I think only one of the songs, uh, two, uh, Chasing Shadows and Break the News, those were two that I finished the day, lyrically, the day that I recorded the vocals. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, it's Whoa. crazy. <laughs> so, so, like, the, the music informed the words. Like you said, you don't write on demand for the... Yeah. Right. Yeah, they they're, they're it's like a it's a it's a te it's teamwork, you know. I free flow and melodically there's something my mouth wants to do and then when your mouth moves a certain way it forms a word, a certain kind of word. And even if it sounds close to that word, I just round it out. You know, I just there's certain vowels that I, I notice as a singer that I favor more than others. So I just like I said before, I just got out of my own way and just let it flow. Okay, yeah, and uh, being, you know, self-producing stuff, you know what you want, and but th at the same time, you want to stay out of your own way, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because that's the thing, right? Whenever I talk to buddies and they're like, wait, you're producing yourself? What you got, the key thing to do, because it's possible to do it, right? But you got to know how to edit yourself. It's like, because usually artists want every nuance in there. They're like, no, 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 that's just a key part of the song or blah, blah, blah. And the producer's supposed to come in and kind of like, no, do we really need that part? I don't think so. Or let's try this. 
So it's kind of like I tapped into like this schizophrenic kind of energy in my mind where I was able to like tell the artist, just trust me, like as the producer. And then as the artist speaking to the producer of, no, I really want to sing this part. So it's it was a it was a bit of a mental uh, division, a duality that I really tapped into of knowing, okay, let's walk away and then let's come back. Like, I, I think I taught myself a lot about balance when it comes to writing music and producing music, not necessarily with my time management, but when it comes to the music part, I feel like I'm able to detach uh, sure. when it comes time to edit. Sure, sure. We're at the end of the first hour, September 11, 2022, Dishwap Peters with special guest Nina Diaz. Hold tight for hour two. September 11, 2022, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
We had a little talk. We discussed a few things. We determined that we needed to find out which way the pendulum swings. Oh, but we couldn't agree on the difference between the ceiling and the floor. Let's talk some more.
inside. Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Nina Diaz doing personality confession. Then Ben Salter with apparently Sam Bennett. It's Toxin Moore. Mold Omen out of Baltimore with Landmass Illusion. Curse of Lono. Think I'm all right now. And Nina Diaz with Angel Division. So let's let's talk about personality confession. So personality confession is a song that was written actually, shoot man, like ten years ago. It was gonna be a girl in a coma song. So there was a time when I was writing. Uh, of course, collections of Girl in a Coma songs. And then when I became solo, it's like I had to dif- divide between what's Girl in a Coma and what's solo. So now that I'm full-time solo, there's a good collection of tunes that never came to 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 the stage with Girl in a Coma that I looked back at, and Personality Confession was one of them. And lyrically, I'm actually calling out a situation in time when I was in girl in a coma, you know, of how I felt the energy was with a particular member of the band of calling them out, you know, and it's funny when they would listen to it, it's like they didn't really pay attention to the words, but I'm basically telling them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over the, over their games, you know, like I, I, I could see through it. I'm not going to let you affect me anymore. Like you, you're saying everything without saying much kind of thing, just just with your actions. And when I tapped back into it, I just I feel like even with, with this whole album, I went back to my roots of with Girl in a Coma with distortion and having my guitar with me. And so I, I had fun with kind of that 90s alternative grunge sound with this song in particular. And um, really, it's kind of like my you know, I'll drop the mic song of I'm just telling it how it is. Some band drama? Yeah, you know, that's that's always that's always that happens when you've been yeah, with somebody I know, for so long. You know, man. You know. <laughs> you know all about it. So mm-hmm. you, but <clears throat> it's actually not your confession. You're asking for a confession from this band member. In a way though, personality confession is they've already confessed it. You know, like By I'm the like behavior. Pers- yeah. yeah, uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. And uh Angel Division. So Angel Division, it there was this movie and I'm it's escaping me right now, the title of it. Um it it it's a it was a series of films about angels and Chris Christopher uh Christopher the one what, what's his name? The one Cowbell. Why is his name why am I forgetting his name? Christopher, Christopher. The Cowbell. one that talks like this. What's his name? Cowbell. <laughs> Cowbell. You know the Saturday Night Live skit? He's like, oh, I need more Cowbell. Oh, the Blue Don't Fear the Reaper song parody. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? That actor, Christopher. Why, is it, why am I forgetting? He's in Batman. Ah, oh, God. Albert Bouchard's a friend of mine. He actually played the Cowbell on that song. Really? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Man, you're talking name? about Angels? Well, yeah, because there's a, uh, the reason why I'm talking about this actor is he's in this movie. He plays Archangel Gabriel. Um, Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken. So he's, yeah, Deer Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a, a – in the movie's uh, starts with a P. I'm forgetting what it's called. But but there's a series of it, right, of, the, of this movie about archangels, and they're trying to, like, save the child, like the one that's going to save the world. But basically, there was this scene in one of the movies where the angel 
was asking the person, if you hear me, give me a sign. And that made me realize we always ask for signs from our spirit guides or God or, you know, please just give me a sign as humans, right? Yep. And the fact that this angel was asking the human to give them a sign, it's like this thing flipped in my brain that, oh, man, sometimes they want to know that 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 we hear them, you know, like that we're giving them a sign that we're here. I get what you're saying. I'm going to do it. But we always want, want, want. So in this one, it's like they like to give, to give to them. So that's why the chorus of Angel Division is even angels need a they need a sign. And it's also about like when I say restless nights, restless days, fight the fear, fill the, fill the rage. It's it's about empowerment too. Empowerment of knowing that, you know, we can have these guides and the energy help us, but really we got to do the work too. You know, it's not just going to get dropped in our lap. And sometimes even if it is, do you make the most of it? So that's what Angel Division is, is the idea of it is, okay, here you go. You got what you wanted. What are you going to do? Like, are you going to, are you going to ride with it? Or are you going to take it for granted? And are you going to let your, your guides know that you're there with them and that you're not just thinking that they're going to fix everything for you? Okay, I want to play Chasing Shadows. Eternal loving liar. Uh. 
show that chunk of music started with chasing shadows nina diaz then imbernon and michael vega doing the Lillian empire people are meddling in our own affairs from henry kaiser and rome yamalov and finally that this crazy feeling nina diaz mm. apparently the, it's about a crazy feeling but uh, <laughs> what is the crazy feeling you know, it's a, this, this crazy feeling, this is one because I tend to daydream and romanticize things, right? You know, a person or a situation. I don't know if it's the Pisces energy in me or what. Like, I'll daydream and romanticize. And in this crazy feeling, it's kind of like that side of me that can get obsessed over a relationship. And uh, it's like on the verge of being a stalker. But you're still romantic and sweet. <laughs> it's not so crazy uh, in, in a way where you feel like your life is at stake kind of thing. But it's kind of like my intense love song to whoever out there of I, I have this feeling that one day we will meet. You know, I keep when I say she's writing another letter, it could be a literal letter or it could just be the thought and the words being said out loud and being sent in, out into the ether. And hopefully it catches the ear of whoever it's supposed to catch. So it's like knowing that there's still hope that they're out there. Catch. What about Chasing Shadows? So Chasing Shadows is definitely my more sensual side of of myself. Um, like I said, this whole album is about shadow work. And there was a time when I didn't have very much self-esteem. Even though I was the front person of this band that you know, was getting a lot of attention. I, I would always have my hair in my face or if anybody ever gave me a compliment, I would think like, no, 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 I don't, I, I don't deserve that. You know, like a lot of, a lot of people have that, right. And especially a lot of teens, you know, and I was a, I was a teen in, in girl in a coma. And so with Chasing Shadows, it's like, I'm embr embracing my, my sensuality and my sexuality. And when I say uh, a rush of what I used to be, there was a time too in my life when I was, um, a little Nessia, you know, like once I realize, oh, if I do this, I could get away with that. You know, you start to understand your power and your strength as, as a as a woman, you know, and it could go a little crazy at one point. But now it's like I feel like I've matured where I know how to balance my 
my power and my strength, you know, depending on the the conversation and to have fun, to have fun with my, my sexuality and, you know, with the relationships I have where it doesn't have to be like, just give me what I want and then goodbye. Like, it's about like, well, let's both enjoy this, you know? So that's more of the, the sensual side of Nina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Titles come last or first? They come last. Yeah, they come like last. most people I have on the show, it's like that. Watts got to always have them first because that, that's my little anchor, my focus. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got their own way. We're at the end of the okay. second hour, September 11, 2022, at the Pedro Show special guest, Nina Diaz. Hold tight for hour three. September 11, 2022, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
lot for Pedro's show. We started off the third hour with Holy Mary, Mother, and Me, Nina Diaz. Then Thurston Moore and John Maloney with Nothing Glamorous, Tim Holhouse, Yonder, and Sympathy from Nina Diaz. So, Holy Mary, Mother, and Me. So, I was raised Catholic. Um, but not the kind where we had to, you know, we were going to church every single Sunday, but just the, the having the faith. You know, I had, there's pictures of religious figures in my home, and the rosary is very much a part of my family. And it def, it just reminds me more so of my grandmother, of the connection to her, of saying my rosary. But personally, I've dipped around in all types of, you know, different religions. And, you know, you just try to to see what makes sense for you. But the rosary is always something that I go back to as a touchstone. So when you say your rosary, you say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, you know, pray for our sins now and the hour of our death. Amen. And when I was saying my rosary, I thought about the mother in myself, like mothering myself, nurturing myself and getting that strength from Mother Mary to show myself kindness. So it's kind of like even though it's a rough song, it's still nurturing, you know, like when somebody's just trying to tell you what's what's what can help you and but in a loving way, but also in a don't mess with me kind of way. I feel like that's what I tapped into with Holy Mary, Mother and me. It's like I'm calling on my inner goddess, my inner nurturing nature, along with my inner badass of I'm here to help, but don't mess with me. At the same time, Sympathy. you know, don't try to take advantage of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Self-defense is no offense. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a yeah. line from a pop group song, but, but it makes a <laughs> lot of sense. makes a lot, a lot of sense. Uh, Sympathy. Sympathy is also a song that at one point was going to be a Girl in a Coma song years ago. And th that is yet another song lyrically of how I was feeling mentally in Girl in a Coma at that time, where when I say I'm not asking for your sympathy, all I'm asking is for, you know, um, I'm, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I just want you to see my point of view. You know, I want you to try to understand me. But then in the end. I see you're not even you're not even going to give me the time of day, are you? So I'm just going to go. You know, that's why in, lyrically I say, oh, I know I will go. And then the fear is here. It's it's drawing me near. Everything's all right. You know, when you tell yourself everything's all right, everything's all right when it's really not all right. <laughs> so that's what I'm kind of calling out in myself of that time of how you kind of make excuses for the people that sometimes don't have your best interest in mind because you think this is where I'm, I have to be. But uh, now with the state of mind I'm in, I was able to rework it lyrically where I end up on top. You know, I end up, yes, I do get, I, I do leave the situation for that's, the betterment of my mental. That's funny because the next song I'm gonna play is Silly Situation. <laughs> you wanna give us heads up on that? Yes, Silly, uh, can you hear me okay? Yep. Oh. Oh, my, my in-ears just decided to, like... Go ahead. Nope, I can't hear you at all. I'm sorry. I just decided to, like, change. Can you hear me? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, Silly Situation is um, kind of like my homage to, like, 
the 80s new wave kind of vibe musically. And it was also about a relationship that I was in for a brief moment where you know that it's wrong to like this person, but you go ahead and like them anyways, knowing you're going to get your heart broken. So it's it's like you're aware that this isn't going to be the best thing for you, but you're just so caught up in the romance romance of it that you do it anyways. So that that's what Silly Situation is about, is that we know sometimes we're doing something we shouldn't do, but we're going to have fun right now while it's happening. But I guess it's like being in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's play.
lot from Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Chuck started off with Nina Diaz doing Silly Situation. And then Talib with I put my sh- I put my shadow on the wall. Phil Venable, Paul Swess duo with objects, romantic, and finally break the news. Nina Diaz. Break the news. Break the news, man. So Unfortunately, and I'm sure this happened with a lot of people, where um, either you lost somebody because of COVID or maybe it was something else. You know, maybe, unfortunately, a lot of people's addictions came back to to get them, you know, they probably had a hold on it before COVID, but they weren't able to go to meetings or they didn't have that same support. And unfortunately, we lost them to whatever that addiction was. So uh, I had a friend that passed away um, in October of last year. And it came as kind of a surprise because I, I had no idea that they were in this certain addiction that ended up getting the best of them in the end. Um, and this was one song that I actually had my friend uh, Diego Navarro um, help me finish because I couldn't finish it. I, there was something in me that I would get so emotional even as as I was starting to rework it that I just couldn't get there. So he helped me to to complete the song. And even when I performed the song, I kept myself in the end when I was singing the the last lyrics, I started to to cry. Um, and I just kept it in there in the, in the original recording because that's what I was feeling. You know, that was the rawness of it. And it was very therapeutic, of course, as I was singing it because I didn't realize until I was performing it how hard, you know, it hit me. You know, even to this day, you know, it's still something to process. You know, you want to be okay with it. You want to be at peace with it, but it still sucks, you know, when those people aren't here anymore. And and you think, man, if only I had known or, if, you know, of course, those thoughts come across your mind. Like, should, should I have called more? Should I have said something like and not to say that I would have saved their life, but at least so they knew there was at least somebody out there that that cared, you know. So I think it's just a reminder that if somebody pops in your head a bunch, give them a call, you know. Or don't always just deny or ignore a phone call, especially if it's somebody that you haven't heard from in a while. A dangerous word is assume. My pop yeah, thought man. it was magic spelling. You know, make an ass out of you and me. He said, that's not an accident, boy. Does your studio, do you have a website for your studio? Yeah, Beat Girl, Beat as in B-E-A-T, girlproductions.com. That's my website right now. Um, I also have an Instagram for Beat Girl Productions. And it's going to be building, by this time next year, it's going to be full-on, like, professional, professional. You know, right now it's 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 chill. It's legit. You know, it's, it's well, doing its thing. you said you're going to start recording other artists. Yeah, man. I have my first artist set for when I get back to San Antonio, actually. Right. Um, so it's it's happening. It's like, now's and, the and time. In that role, are you going to be just engineer or are you going to produce, too? In this role in particular, uh, it's mainly engineer, but since it's a buddy of mine um, and they're open to hearing any, if I happen to have an idea, I'm not just going to say something to say something, you know, but if something happens to strike me as I'm recording them, uh, they, they've given me the room to suggest, you know, things as far as musically. But that's something too, like whenever I have an artist in there, I'm not just going to automatically be like, I know better, listen to what I say. Whatever they want from me, I want to provide because as an artist, it's like I know both sides now. Like I, I know kind of how to, to communicate to the artist, singer, songwriter 
in well, a way. Like you had that song mm-hmm. called Sympathy. You also got, because of experience, empathy. You can relate, yeah, yeah to the artist. Exactly, exactly, man, exactly. Well, you know, it's been a big honor to have you on the show again and uh, talk yeah, about man. this and the, 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 your journey through music. Very interesting, very creative, and a lot to look forward to. So, oh yeah, when you get, you're probably thinking. Of, I know this record's just come out, but. You know how it is with us. We're already thinking of the next one, so I can't oh, wait yeah. to hear. And now that I know how to do it, man, yeah. I'm going to be releasing stuff all the time. You know, <laughs> now there's nothing. Now everyone's going to be sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't, Nina. Keep on keeping <laughs> on, please. People, it's been September 11, 2022 edition. Why Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.